0: All right, so the federal government's appointed a new national chief nursing officer, reinstating a position that aims to bring more perspective from nurses to the federal health care policy discussions and decision-making. Decision Leah Chapman uh, has been named to the position, uh, she's a 20-year nursing veteran who has worked uh, in leadership positions in critical care, home and community care, harm reductions and has held positions in academia, research, regulations, professional practice, she's really qualified. Here's a quick clip from the press conference earlier today. There are already a number of jurisdictions in Canada reporting nursing shortages which is having an impact on the functioning of emergency rooms and other critical health services that Canadians need and deserve. That's Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos, and he uh, was speaking uh, on behalf of the federal government. And obviously, this uh, uh, may or may not be a big deal, because I want to talk about that with our next guest to discuss this and what impact this might have on healthcare worker crisis that we're facing here in British Columbia. Uh, We have Michael Sandel, CEO of the Nurses and Nurse Practitioners of British Columbia. Hey, Michael. Hello, Michael. Are you there? there Can we you hear me? I got you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> gotcha. Thanks for joining. Sometimes things go you know, technically wrong. Tim's wrestling there up and down in the pods there. All right, so thanks for joining me. Look, first of all, I want your initial reaction to this announcement. It's a kind of a, it's something that we had in the past, and it uh, disappeared, and now it's come back. What are your thoughts on this announcement?
1: Yeah, well, I think you know, my initial uh, uh, thoughts and feelings are similar to most nurses across the country, which is that uh, this is a positive development. Uh, It was an unfortunate loss uh, during the Harper years when the chief nursing officer was um, furloughed. Uh, But now we have the position back, and uh, it is an important leadership position within the Canadian healthcare landscape. In particular, it aligns with the WHO's, uh, the the World Health Organization's leadership, uh, one of the four pillars of uh, transformative healthcare, which is ensuring that there's strong nursing leadership. And so, this is uh, one step in that direction. So, overall, it's a positive announcement.
0: Do you think some of the challenges that we are facing here in British Columbia right now, related to nursing and actually all healthcare for that matter, but specifically nursing, is a direct result of potentially they're not having that position in Ottawa for the, what ten years now?
1: It's, it's hard. It's it's hard to uh, align causality uh, with decisions that were made in the past. But mm-hmm. ultimately, the uh, inability to place senior leaders. With uh, lived experience and understanding about how nursing can align uh, the way that it does uh, delivers healthcare with some of the challenges that we're facing, right. has uh, definitely led to uh, some challenges that we could have overcome if we had caught to this
0: earlier. Tell me how bad it is right now in British Columbia. How, how when you're out there and you're you know you've worked in the industry, you're now in an executive level, but you know tell me a bit about how it's, how how it, how it is. How bad is it?
1: I, I, it is the worst that uh, I've ever experienced it. Uh, and I've been in healthcare for almost 30 years now. Um, and we are seeing uh, burnout. We are seeing um, uh, nurses leaving the profession for uh, other opportunities. Uh, we are seeing inability to meet standards because of workload. We are seeing the inability to uh, maintain and train. But I think the biggest disappointment that I'm seeing is that we haven't, had, we haven't taken the opportunity to leverage the knowledge, skills, and abilities that nursing brings mm-hmm. inherently to the engagements, uh, and we're missing that opportunity. So there, this, is, this is one way that we can leverage that opportunity, but there are definitely more opportunities to be had.
0: The Premier here has been quite aggressive uh, surprisingly against uh, the, the federal government re- in recent months uh, really pushing hard and saying you know more funding is needed uh, we need more support from ottawa we're not you 're not keeping up with the changes that we 're seeing uh, is this a good way to go to create this animosity potentially be- between the province and the federal government
1: I mean, obviously, I can't comment on that uh, per se, not being from a federal perspective. Right. I don't believe that there would be animosity created. Uh, we, we would like to see uh, the inclusion of chief nursing officers provincially across oh, yeah. Canada, hmm. provinces and territories uh, that collaborate with the federally appointed uh, chief nursing officer to ensure that there is an integrated uh, leadership uh, structure within the uh, nursing and healthcare care delivery sector to address at a certain level, this HHR problem that we're facing.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you think that position in Ottawa, a chief nursing officer, federally and provincially, would, would actually push your agenda forward, especially when it's related to uh, human resources and getting staff in and wherever those people might come from? I'll get to that, but how, how do you think that might uh, impact the, the policies and the, and the funding?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So recognizing that health care is a provincial uh, responsibility in terms mm-hmm. of its uh, point of care delivery, having federal coordination around these broad strategies is extremely important to ensure that we are all reading from the same book mm-hmm. and that we are not, for example, trying to implement something in British Columbia that has already been implemented in Manitoba or Ontario. Hmm. And reinventing the wheel is just a waste of resources. And so having the opportunity to have a national perspective on the health human resources issue, on scope of practice, on enhancing leadership, on entry to practice education, all of these pieces have a touch point in each of the provinces Mm -hmm. that will benefit from having a federal perspective added to that conversation.
0: What about qualifications? One thing we hear a lot about, and certainly in the healthcare sector, is that uh, there's not a mandated federal kind of qualifications for the jobs that you can't move between provinces without having to go through a whole nightmare of bureaucracy and training. And is that something that could be a priority for this person to push forward for? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And they would. Uh, I would hope that they would work closely with the provincial regulators.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, as you
1: know, uh, health care practice, regardless of designation, is regulated uh, in the interest of protecting the public. And so mm-hmm. each of the prov- provinces have a regulator that regulate nursing in the interest of protecting the public. And there needs to be coordination with those regulators to ensure that a single standard mm-hmm. can be achieved across Canada from a federal perspective.
0: So that's, it can't be as simple as having a bunch of boxes that you tick that, that, that qualifies you, that says, okay, you are qualified, you have all the things that you need to, you went to the right schools, you got the right things. That's not, it's not as simple as that?
1: Well, I think in, I, I think in the Canadian context, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, nursing schools offer very similar curriculums, right. but ultimately healthcare delivery in and of itself is not a simple context hmm. in terms of ticking okay. a box. Okay. If you were engaging with a, a nurse or a nurse practitioner or a licensed practical nurse uh, and you were only aware of the fact that they had just ticked a box as opposed to shown competency in their ability to be able to care for you, mm-hmm. uh, there may be, that may create some consternation and some worry. And so, you know, there, the outcomes of nursing and nursing practice can have real-world consequences. So we do need to ensure that there is competency. And to sure. gain that competency assurances... We need to work from a federal perspective, but we also need to ensure that, you know, we're looking at the most efficient manner to achieve that. And so we'll work with the regulators, we'll work with government and excited to work with the new federal CNO to try and find ways to find efficiencies within that system. To ensure that those nurses get to the point of care as quickly as possible.
0: And just last question related to immigration is that that's certainly an area the federal government could really have a big part to play in. When it, especially when it comes to human resources, getting people here from wherever uh, is something that could be sped up. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, you know for sure. I think ultimately, you know, foreign trained nurses are. Uh, a part of a solution mm-hmm. uh, we have to be careful obviously not to steal or to poach as they sometimes right. term it, uh, nurses yeah. from other jurisdictions mm-hmm. that are suffering from a similar human mm-hmm. resources crisis that we are and the outcomes of that will be much more dire for that population but I think ultimately we need to work on retention We have a number of nurses in the system who are either not working to their full scope or are choosing not to work to their full capacity for a whole host of reasons. And so I think if we want to address the HHR crisis that we're currently seeing, recruitment is a piece of it, but retention is probably more important, I would argue. Interesting.
0: All right, Michael, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate being on your show anytime.